You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. Hello, everybody. This is Corey Lehman, and you're listening to Dave and Corey on Healthy AF Radio. <laughs> well, that was actually Dave, but what do you guys think about the impersonation? Yeah, you know, I don't know if I can do Corey's voice pretty well, but I definitely, when I'm imitating, I can imitate his dance moves pretty easily. It's all about the hips when it comes to Corey. No, nobody can dance like me. Best dancing trainer in the facility. It's all about the hips, and then you gotta get something going with the lips. Like, you kinda gotta get a little duck face going <laughs> once you get the hips moving. That's because all the kids do duck faces. Like, when they Snapchat and stuff, if you don't duck face, you're not cool. I guess, maybe... It's like my nephew, uh, he's like 10, told me one time that hashtags make everything cooler. I love it. So let's talk, Dave, about how to make progress in 2020. All right. Well, I think a big thing to talk about is the, the idea of progressive overload. A lot of times we mistake variation with progress. So it's like we'll do a whole bunch of different exercises. For a long time with the P90X craze, there was this lie about muscle confusion saying you know you had to do a whole bunch of different things at different times to make the muscles confuse so to speak to cause growth and that that confusion would create results when in all actuality our muscles are too dumb to get confused um so (laughs) yeah you like that one (laughs) that's actually pretty good um but in any case so the idea that i want to talk about and that we kind of discussed before this was the idea of progressive overload and just The idea of always making sure that you're doing something more, even just slightly, than previous workouts, previous sessions. Yeah, I think it's really easy to get caught like in this continual mode of like, I go into the gym and I'm kind of like, hmm, what am I going to do today? I think I'll do a little bit of this, I'll do a little bit of that. We kind of treat it like a buffet. And there is value in variation, right? Like it keeps people engaged. It helps with adherence. Like we naturally get bored with things very quickly, but sometimes I think too much variation can be to our detriment. Yeah, and I mean I have to be careful when I talk about this because I'm a guy when I was you know living an hour and a half away from work, eat just plain chicken breast for like six months straight. So for me, I don't need a lot of variation. But so some people, you're right, like they do need some sort of variation. Um, But it's important to understand what can be varied versus what you should kind of stick to and try to make sure that you're trying to improve it every session. And you're not just, like you said, going to a buffet and choosing a completely different menu every single time. That's back when Dave drove his swagger wagon. Oh, yeah. The Ford, I think it was 2009 Ford Freestar. (laughs) They don't even make them anymore. That's Uh, how bad the minivan was. Oh, hey, man, that was a swagger wagon for sure. So Dave was a 22-year-old fresh out of college kid driving a minivan and he had his plain chicken breast and a Tupperware that he would eat every night on the way home. It's true. Hey, I, I did get a girlfriend doing all that. So, you know, maybe it worked. She's my wife now too. We just celebrated four years. A little shout out to that. So anyways. Yeah, it's, miracles do happen. <laughs> um, There's hope for anyone that's listening to this. Okay, so how do we then balance this idea of like variation and adding progressive overload yeah um so a lot of times when i approach a workout or training session i always am going to have a main lift um and for me uh with my powerlifting background it's usually going to be some form of a hinge usually like a deadlift of some sort some form of a squat 
um, usually with a barbell or a safety bar, and then some form of like an upper body chest, um, like a bench or dumbbell bench, or in an upper body row, like a bent over barbell row or a chest supported row. So I always have kind of a main lift that will be my quote unquote heavy lift. And that's gonna be the exercise that I'm gonna stick with day in and day out. And that's gonna be the exercise I stick with week in and week out. And that's the one I'm always trying to make sure either I'm improving the weight that I'm moving or I'm improving, increasing the amount of reps that I'm doing, increasing the amount of sets that I'm doing. And so that's the one where I limit the variation. Um, but then for me where I add some variation is then I add in my accessory work. So in other words, just like, you know, stuff that I hit the mirror muscles, the stuff that looks good and that helps me feel bigger, you know, makes Look me... good, play good. Exactly. And so that's where I kind of tend to add a little variation. And for people, it's going to look differently. So usually I recommend at least two weeks sticking with an exercise. Um, but for me, usually I even go about four weeks sticking with an exercise before I change it up. Yeah, and then I find it's actually a little bit more fun when you go to change it. Like, yeah. Because, well, one, you're not constantly having to think like, all right, what's the new thing I'm doing? So you have some stability. But then after the end of the four weeks, you're like, oh, I'm excited about this new routine. So that in and of itself, like providing a little structure, I think actually makes the variation more fun. Yeah, I think and interesting. I think it makes it more fun and interesting. And then even too, like the variation doesn't have to be much, right? Like I've done it where I did split squats for four weeks, and then I did front foot elevated split squats for four weeks, and just a slight change like that. It doesn't have to be a completely different exercise. And if you listen to what we talked about with movement patterns, that will give you a lot of insight into you know if you stick to the movement patterns, there's a bunch of different variations for every movement pattern, but it's going to make the variations even that much more effective if you stick to those movement patterns. Yeah, and I think one of the key things to really think about is like if you want to make progress, if you want to get stronger, if you want to lose fat, like you have to progressively overload. Meaning you have to like if you're squatting 100 pounds this week, you need to try to shoot for 105 next week. There's something um, about pushing your body to adapt that's so important that you can't necessarily get just from endless variation. I shouldn't say you can't get it because you can get it, but is it the most effective way? Is it the most efficient way? Um, from what we've seen from the research and the science we've studied, the best way to make progress is yes, to have variation, but to make sure that that variation is not too constant, but that you have time to progressively overload some of your main lifts. Absolutely. And I think too, when it comes to just even thinking of like motivation, not only does the variation provide some fun for the workout and you know, every four weeks you change it up or whatnot, but then you also have progress to look back upon, right? If I did eight reps versus five reps with the same weight, you know what that means? It means I've gotten stronger. If I've done, you know, five pounds more than I did last week, that means I've gotten stronger. And having that is a great motivation so that sometimes when you hit that plateau, you can look back to where you started, where if I'm varying everything, every single workout, and I'm not doing the same thing on a constant basis, then I won't ever have the ability to look back at what I've done. Um, but along with that, I mean, the importance is understanding how to progress, right? Just because I did 100 pounds on the back squat and I was able to hit a good amount of reps doesn't mean I might not be ready. I might not be ready for 105 pounds. So then you need to understand how, when is it time to increase that load? When is it time to increase those reps? Yeah. And as always, you know, if this stuff is confusing, we're accessible. You can reach out to us uh, via email at healthyaf 
podcast at gmail or you can drop in for a free movement assessment and we are happy to coach people through how do you move through this progression because it is and a lot of times it's going to be individual uh, individualized and unique to the person performing the exercises yeah one of the ways i kind of make it more individualized is i always give people the coaching cue that if we're doing an exercise that requires weight once you when you complete the set amount of reps for that exercise and you feel like that you could have gotten three more reps that felt easy, then you know you can make it a little bit heavier. So I say at least three reps or higher. If you feel like you could have gotten way more than three reps, then guess what? You definitely can make it heavier. Um, And so a lot of times, especially if I'm not around, that helps people kind of have a better framework of how to progress that exercise. And there are some times like you really do have to be honest with yourself because there are some times where you finish this required amount of reps and you're like, I could have only gotten one more rep. Um, But don't cheat yourself by saying that, you know, kind of take a step back, assess how that exercise felt and just kind of assess where you felt it and just think to yourself, how many more reps could I have gotten? And I think that's usually a pretty, I guess, simple way to think about how and when to progress. Another thing you can even do is set a timer and maybe just say, you know, in these 30 seconds, if I don't get 15 reps, then I know that I'm not going to make the weight heavier, that kind of thing, something like that. There's a whole bunch of different strategies you can use, but I'm definitely a big fan of how many more reps could I have gotten? Yeah, putting some objective standards around it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so there you go, guys. If you want to make progress in 2020, really think about progressive overload. Did you guys get that? Progress, progressive overload. I see what you see, did there. See how I did that? That was pretty easy. Come on now. That's that's going to be one of the most important things to help you hit your health and fitness goals. Until next time, guys, stay healthy AF. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast, where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would do us a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. We'll see you on the next show.